Welcome to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast, where we talk all things social media marketing to help your Christian media, Christian missionary, or church outreach find the seekers in your context. We want to help you get the right message in front of the right person at the right time and even on the right device. Are you ready? Here's your host, John Rawls, owner of Kavanaugh Media. Well, hey there. Thanks for being a part of the Christian Media Marketing Show. My name is John. I'm part of the Kavanaugh Media team. And as always, it is just a joy. It really is. It's an honor to be able to come alongside you wherever you're at right now, whether you're watching us on our YouTube channel or I'm in your ear right now as you listen to the podcast. Either way, thank you. And thank you for allowing us to spend some time with you today. I want to start off today just to answering a couple of questions, letting you know about some new resources that we have available, and then we're going to dive into a really heavy subject, one that I would anticipate are going to open up some questions that you all might have, and I don't necessarily always have the answer to that. That's just the way some of this stuff works, but I can't wait to jump into that and share it with you, some of these challenges that are up there. But first, Let me answer a couple of questions that I have been asked and let you know about a new resource. We at Kavanaugh Media are all about getting the gospel for where it isn't. And we are honored as always to work with orgs and teams all around the world. And I say it to our team and I say it to people we meet face-to-face or Zoom calls we don't always have all the answers. We are not the, the only ones. We're not God's gift to any of these things. We're just a business's mission, a Christian group, a group of men and women who love Jesus, and we want to leverage every possible digital media and technology to make Jesus known, to make Jesus famous. And so we have been leaning into this idea of one-to-many. If you've not heard of that, this is our attempt to try to unify so that multiple teams can do what they do well, which is to follow up on potential seekers when they're identified. And we at Kavanaugh and partnering with different orgs, we can provide the marketing We can provide the technology. We're even working to provide some of the ad funds so that literally all you have to do is make sure that you are on the ground following up on these people and obviously translating and helping moderate what's happening there. We want this to be field-driven and not driven by us. We can't do that. We won't do that. And we don't believe, nor do we want to just run ads where we don't have follow-up people. We don't want to just be broadcasting out there. We want to see a complete end-to-end strategy. I've said this now for a few years, but I believe it's spiritual abortion. When we let somebody come to faith and then we're not there to disciple them or to help them. Pressing a button is not the end. Just putting out media is not the end. We have to connect these seekers to local people who can walk with them, evangelize them, and disciple them. So I want you to hear it from me with the people that we're working with on this. We're working to find everything we can to eliminate every obstacle we can so that you on the field can do what you went there to do. Now, there's 6 to 12 major countries by looking at just the amount of people to the work that's yet to be done. 
that we're focusing on, but then there's a broader group of places that are out there. And we don't believe in saying, well, this, this country matters, this one doesn't. No, Jesus died for every person. There are strategic places where we are way behind as, as workers, as a movement of God, of, of catching up to the population. But if you are in a place and you need help, you need somebody to do the marketing for you, if you're willing to do that follow-up, even if it's not a one-to-many, which means one page, one business verified, we can spin up. We have backup systems. We even back, have backup accounts, backup businesses to do this. So, but from these one account, from one page, from one website, but it can benefit many. That's the idea of one to many. There's also, though, just places where it's just you, just your team, you're working in this place. If we can partner with you and help you, in essence, that's what we internally at Kavanaugh call many to many. So, many pages, many accounts to many people. All right, so that's that difference between one to many and many to many, but we are about helping you. We want to be an agency for workers and for the kingdom of God. And so if we can help you, make sure you let us know. And if you're interested, if you listened to the podcast just a couple weeks ago, we are pushing forward on this. I'm so excited about it. I am honored to see others stepping up already and to even see funders and other people saying, well, you want to contribute towards this. Well, I want that to go to you and to benefit potentially your teams and in your location. So that's one thing. The other thing I want to share with you here is that we have some new ads. We've got quite a bit that's available, but one of the things that happens at times is we're just using them. We're practitioners just like you, so we don't always get them up on our website. But here's a, a new one that we have available right now, and this is just 16 new messaging ads all of these are using clips from Lumo. And if you go in there and you click on it, click here to view examples, it's going to open up a page and it's going to have a title, like you have purpose. It's going to have a little bit of copy that you could use in that messaging ad. It's going to have the link then to the media itself where it takes you to the Jesus Film Watch page. If you are needing to use Lumo in a different language, reach out to us. Reach out to them directly. We are so honored to partner with them. And so if we can help you get their content, would love to do that. And then we've tried to even say this is where you would need to start and to stop the clip if you use this Lumo one to be able to do. There's 16 new ideas. And that's what they are. They're ideas. They're just things to maybe give you some ideas or ways to cut some of these videos or text or different just concepts. Whatever you want to do with these, great. They are for you. They're just open to the kingdom. They're open to you to come in here. Obviously, you need to translate them, and it needs to make sense for your local language. But all of these are available, and we will continue to put more and more ads available as we can, all right? And so that's that's a key part. What we're trying to do is just help, just help people be able to use every tool possible. Now, let's jump into what I want to share with you all today, and it is a little bit of a of a of a bummer of a subject, but it's one that I want to come back and touch on and really lean into a little bit of this. All right. And so I'm going to say this before we get started. I am not a lawyer. I've had calls with lawyers. 
I wouldn't even say they're always great calls because there's things that we have to do at times for the kingdom where we're like, let's do this. And sometimes lawyers are more concerned about just protecting their clients or this this brand or this logo or whatever. They're doing what they're being asked to do. And so they're not our adversaries. They're not bad people. But the framework, the way they look at stuff could potentially make you go, ah, I don't like that. Well, I get that. Okay, I've been there. I've had those conversations. But here's the thing. Don't let those those hard conversations make you miss what it is that they're seeing. Their swim lane is the legal stuff that's out there. Their job is to try to protect these ministries so that they can keep doing what they're doing and to protect their people. And so what I want to share with you a little bit here is just to talk about just this idea of what is some data data privacy and protection. So let's just jump in there and give you just a little bit of of an idea of what it is that we're trying to do, all right, as we look at that. So let's jump over here. I'm going to jump into this presentation, and there we go. We'll make this a little bit bigger. Great. All right, so data privacy, protection, and the law. And this is one of those ones where there's some new stuff that's coming out. There are new questions. There are new policies that are coming out, and I want to make you aware of those. One of those is just Meta, Facebook themselves, coming out with new privacy policy issues, really trying to protect the people that are doing what they do. So if, if you look at that, of, of the questions that they're asking and the things that they're doing, there are some changes that are happening. So when it comes to data protection, are you currently, are you storing data? All right, so if you have data that you're storing, so it's people that have reached out to you, conversations you're having, phone numbers, whatever it is, are you storing data about other people in your ministry, whether you're a church or a mission work, whatever you are, how are you storing your data? That's a question that you've got to think through. Where are we storing it? How are we storing it? Okay, all of these things are a big part of just trying to figure out, okay, what is it that we're supposed to be doing with this content? Another one, where? Where are you storing your data? That will be a big issue as well. With GDPR and different types of laws that are out there, the the place in the cloud where maybe you're storing your data, that can be a big issue as well. How about who has access to your data? Who all is able to see the messages coming in? Who all is able to see who is responding and what are they saying? And how how many different people do you have that are doing that? Does each person have a confidentiality agreement? Are they signing some sort of expectation that says they will be keep that information confidential and they will not share any PII. PII is personal identifiable information. All right? And this is a big part of the data protection stuff that's out there. Where are you storing your data? How are you storing it? Who has access to it? Does each person that has access to it, are they following best practices? Do you have your practices documented? And then are you then in compliance with things like GDPR, CCPA, 
and the PIPEDA, and each one of those are specific types of laws protecting people, and each of them carry different penalties. Believe it or not, GDPR isn't just for the Pepsi and the Coca-Cola. It's for those really small groups that are out there. And in certain countries, the people are really looking for people that are breaking it. You might think, well, we're not operating in Europe. But if a European sees or accesses your information, your website, your Facebook page, whatever it might be, your Google search thing, then you are under GDPR rules. So you do need to be thinking about it because the penalty could be millions of euros, 4% of your gross revenue each year, whichever is greater. They get to pick. It's a big deal. If you're impersonating another person and using their information to log in, it's a felony in certain locations. Like it, There's just a lot to this that you really need to be thinking through. Is the software that you're using compliant as well? Is it verified? This is one of the things that's coming out just in the latest release from Meta is that they're going to begin to verify all software that's accessing their data. So running it in a test mode, things like that, that's not going to work. We have to follow the rules. We have to do things right. So is the software you're using compliant? That's one of the reasons why we believe in tools like Echo Global is because it is using the Facebook API and it is working to be compliant both with laws and with just the software providers of that data, Facebook, Google, YouTube, or whatever. It's important to be able to to do that. So is your software that accesses Facebook tech provider compliant as well. This is a brand new thing that they're bringing in. This is going to impact software like Disciple Tools if you're using it. You're going to need to begin to verify things. Same thing with Disciple Tools or Smarter Tools or Salesforce or whatever you use for follow-up. You need to make sure that all of these questions here are being addressed. How are you storing it? Where are you storing it? Who has access to it? Is it compliant? Is there a confidentiality and a protection agreement for each person who is accessing your data? All of these things are extremely important. These are just 16, maybe 17 different countries that have laws that are similar to GDPR. And so you might think, well, I'm not in Europe, but there's a lot of other places that have laws in place that the penalties for them are quite severe. In certain locations around the world, if you go to these places such as Bahrain, their personal data protection law includes a jail term of up to a year for unlawfully transferring personal data outside of Bahrain. Let's say you're working there, but you're you're setting up your ministry, your business account on Facebook, and you're running a Disciple Tools on a WordPress server in some other country. You are in danger of breaking laws there. Israel, Qatar, Turkey, uh, Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, Japan, South Korea, uh, several South American countries have them. Canada has the, the, the Personal Information Protection and Electronic Document Act. That's that PIPEDA. So all of these different laws are ones that are similar to the Facebook one 
of, that is of GDPR as well. So it's really important that you're protecting all of this. When it comes then to qualifying your data with Facebook, they're beginning to ask different types of questions. So if you go to developers.facebook.com, it's going to tell you new things that are happening. And one of those was this new privacy policy and some of these questions that are coming through, both with the marketing API and the Facebook graph API. And so there's questions that come in, and these are some of them. So Meta is asking questions like this. So there, there was a question before that it's asking through. And in that question that they're going through, it's asking you this question about platform data. Okay? So this is asking questions like I was asking before. Where is your data being stored? How do you store it? How are you securing it? Who has access? How do you control access? And then it goes through there. And it's if you answer that you're sharing that data with someone else, your follow-up people, your responders, then you have to be able to answer questions like this, which is uh, you're, you're sharing it other than individual users of your app or your website. Who do you share this data with? They're looking for names. How is this data being shared? When did you start sharing this data with the entity that you mentioned? Is the data still currently being shared? It is this thing where they begin to ask you about who that to me we need to be watching out for. And this is all part of their what they're trying to do, which is to protect individual users. So I know as a user, I don't use it much, but as a user, I want my information to be protected. You and I could talk all day long about how Facebook and Meta and TikTok or Google or whatever else hasn't done a good job at that. And each one of those are different. All right. Uh, there's a lot with TikTok that makes me very nervous about their policies and things they're doing. But we could go into it and say, as an individual user, we want privacy. But then as a worker trying to share the gospel, we're like, oh, this is making it harder for us. Well, Yes, it is, and these things are going to continue. So these are just some of the questions. There's a lot more that you can go through if you go through that process. And then it's going to ask questions about your data. How long are you storing it? What do you do when you no longer need that? What do you do when a user requests that data? Can you delete it? What, what do you do when you're required by law in your country that you're working in? or a regulation, what do you do? So they're getting really specific about questions. So there's this issue that comes in when we start talking about Facebook of a data controller versus a data processor. So according to the GDPR, the EU GDPR, a data controller is the entity, a person or an organization, Facebook would be an example of this, that determines the why and the how for processing personal data. They're putting your ads out. They're connecting the people to you. A data processor, on the other hand, is the entity that actually performs the data processing on the controller's behalf. So we're the ones responding back to these messages. We're the ones responding to people through the different software or right there on Facebook. Both of these are questions that you need to know and are going to have to have not only a privacy policy potentially, but if you try to run lead ads or different types of ads, you have to have privacy policies and you're going to need documentation showing who is your data controller and who is your data processors. And they're looking for names and contact information for them. Other issues. 
I know it just keeps going here. I'm I'm happy the guy happy guy here giving you uh, all the bad news unfortunately. But here's more of what's happening. There's copyright issues that you need to be aware of. There's a lot of content that we use at times, but that doesn't mean we actually have the right to use it. You need to be asking or thinking about, do I have permission to go in and use this? For most of the of the Christian media out there, it's not going to be a problem to use it, especially not if you ask. But they don't want you going in and re-editing or splicing things together or doing things like that. And it depends on where you're running it. For example, Lumo content in North America has different laws and restrictions on it than if you use it in other places around the world. So, believe it or not, copyright is something that you and I need to be thinking about. There's also this one, liability insurance and cyber insurance. This is something that we at Kavanaugh are having to do, and this is a few hundred dollars a month of expense to show for liability if if a responder or somebody we're working with does something wrong, that we are protected or the partners that we are working with are protected from legal liability. And we're talking about fines of a million dollars or higher. The same thing with cyber insurance. So you're using some app, some something that's out there. We'll say Disciple Tools. You're putting on a WordPress site and it gets hacked. Are you accountable are you responsible for all of that information? Well, potentially. And so cyber insurance is protecting in cases of being hacked, in cases where there is data leakage or when you're being targeted and people are getting your data. So do you, does your org, does your group have liability insurance for you? Do you have cyber insurance for the work that you're doing? It's something to think through. Another one. Business verification, both with Meta and with Google. We're doing a lot of stuff on Google, but it's just the same there. You need to have a verifiable business or ministry. You're going to need a bank account. You're going to need a bill in the name of that ministry or business. right? So like a phone bill, and it needs to be a real one. It needs to be the exact name in that bank account. It can't be a DBA. It can't be this name over here. They are looking for real registered entities. Now, we can do that in the United States, but where you get into two issues is then your business, your ministry is located in the United States, but you're working in some other country. What are these laws? Even about transferring information so working in a country in the EU and then that informa information is being sent back to a server in the United States. For example, Google Analytics. So as a, as a company, we're shifting away from that, from Google Analytics. We're actually going to one that's better protection and privacy protection for the users. And I'll share more about that on another podcast, another show. But you have to be verified. This is not the individual that's not what we're talking about here, though that's important. All right, we're not talking about the page, the domain, the URL, domain verification. That's something different. But there's some major, big organizations that are out there that aren't verified that we're seeing. Their, their accounts have not been verified. They're running accounts that could be shut down at any moment. And if you're just getting started, you're going to have to go through this process. So verification is another huge issue that you have to be thinking through.
So all of these things are ones that I find are just important for us to be thinking through all of the time. And I I don't like it. I don't like it any more than you do, okay? I get it. I understand that a lot of these things were like, well, hey, this is for the gospel, and I, you know, we're just going to do it, and we're going to break rules or whatever. Okay, understand. If you're doing that, then you're putting at risk fines and just your account being shut down, not being able to actually do the work. And so you might think, well, we'll just spin up another one. That's what they're catching now. That's what they're seeing. So there's some really mature accounts and groups that are out there that have been doing this for quite a while. But the ways that we were able to do stuff even a year ago are not going to be the ways that we can continue. So we need to be thinking about cybersecurity, data protection, data privacy, all of these issues. It needs to be something that we're thinking about. We are at Kavanaugh Media. As I said earlier, we cannot be the answer people because we don't have all the answers. And we definitely are not lawyers. We need them to help too. But if this is something that you're facing and you have a very specific question, feel free to reach out. If we can help, we'll try. But we're learning as we go through as well. And we're setting up everything that I showed you today. Those are all questions that we're answering We have documented answers. We're having to do the insurances I shared with you, all of that. So, yes, it's getting tough. It's getting rougher. But that's just one of the reasons why we're trying to do this one-to-many or many-to-many. If we can alleviate these kind of problems for you and allow you to continue to learn the language, work with locals to evangelize and disciple and leverage these digital techniques and tools – then for the sake of the kingdom, I want to stand before the Lord someday or kneel and be able to say, we tried to do everything we could to help as many as possible make your son famous. So for that goal, keep pressing forward. If we can help you, reach out. If you have any questions, reach out. We appreciate what you're doing for the kingdom. Keep pushing forward. And until next time, take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. We hope you subscribe to it and that you'll share it with those who are also laboring for the Lord to find seekers in their contacts. May God bless you in all you do for Him and for His kingdom.